Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gray's Academy. I am here, one of your hosts, Kelsey. And I am here, one of your hosts, Carmen, and it is a beautiful 4 a.m. night, 3 a.m. morning, 2 o'clock somewhere to podcast. It's a beautiful Yay. day. We're both and this here. is our second is our second time doing this. There's already been technical difficulties. Yep. And everything's going really great, guys. Mercury's in yeah. retrograde, so yeah. and I, I'm time. drinking I'm drinking one of those retrogrades. I'm drinking, You're drinking lemon, a Mercury in Gatorade. Yeah, Mercury Lemon Line retrograde in Gatorade. Uh, so we were about to talk about the really awesome thing that happened last week, and also just wanted to shout out thank you guys for your support uh, for. Uh, for just you know checking in on us, the internet seems to be working fine. Uh, yep. That is not the reason we have technical difficulties right now. Apparently, my computer is deciding that it wants to really just fuck everything up. But the universe hates us, guys. It's yeah. fine. But we're gonna fight the universe. It's true. But in addition to the little five minute fun episode we had last week, uh, there's also something that we recently did. In case you missed it, Kelsey, do you want to tell our friends about that? Yes, we have launched our Patreon. You can find the link in our Instagram bio and also in the episode description. Um, If you want to check it out, we have a couple different tiers with different offerings. We've also recorded some bonus content that will be available um, to every tier. And and we are just going to keep brainstorming um, and continuing to think of new things to create for that platform. So if you guys have a request that's like mildly graze related, but not really something that would be... um, in a full episode, just hit us up. We'd be happy to um, hear any ideas and probably use them. So we appreciate, um, like Carmen said, sticking around last week for our unforeseen difficulties that occurred in the wee hours. But yes, and it doesn't be help occurring this week. It, yeah, and it doesn't help uh, that like work is crazy for me. So by the time I got home, there yeah. was no leeway in there to like maneuver around those technical difficulties. So um, and also that brings us to a good point there. So this this is going to be um, released on. Let me pull up my calendar here, my trusty calendar on September twenty second. All right, and then still to be determined if there is a September 29th episode. We don't know for sure yet. We're gonna try. Things are Mm -hmm. looking good, but just in case there's no episode on the 29th, there will for sure be an episode on October 6th, okay? Maybe even two episodes. We don't know yet. So we will keep you posted. Yeah, um, and and stick to the Instagram. Yeah, some of it's just beyond our control at this point. So we're trying to do our best, but there's just a lot of things in the world right now other than Mercury being in retrograde that are fighting against us. Some more tangible things that are that are really beyond anyone's control. So we're trying to work around them as best we can, but we also still have to um, like parent and be married and have spouses and uh, like eat and sleep and live. So we are doing yeah. our very best. Yeah, and our best is better than most. If I have to, you know, if I could toot our own horns here for a second, I would not disagree with that statement. Yeah, <laughs> and I disagree um, with a lot of statements. So especially ones that I make, but. That is very accurate. (laughs) Anyways, uh, Kelsey, take it away. Start this episode off. I would love to do that. So this is episode nine of the third season. It is the 45th episode overall, and it is called From a Whisper to a Scream. Yes, it is. Let's learn together. 
And that's a song. And let me tell you about this song. So From a Whisper to a Scream uh, is written by Elvis Costello. And uh, if any of you don't know Elvis Costello, um, really popular in the 70s and 80s. Uh, fun fact, he was banned from Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live at one point because he was a musical guest and he decided to not play the song that they wanted him to play. Um, so, yeah, fun fact. I believe that was in uh, 80, I think it was in the same year, 1981. I think this album... Um, which the the album title is Trust. This was a single from from the album, uh, released on February twenty seventh, nineteen eighty one. I think that this was one of the the albums that they wanted to play the song on on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, and he was a uh, musical guest, and they said, "Hey, play this song," and he said, "No, no," and instead played a different one, and they said, "Fuck you, <laughs> no, no." Yeah, but then they brought him back like years later, and he played with the Beastie Boys. And it's funny because he nice. interrupted he interrupted the Beastie Boys set to play the song that he chose to play in defiance of SNL. So I think they were making one of those like, in retrospect, it's funny. Yeah. Like let's just move on and make a joke about it. Yeah. So um, the title of the song is Radio Radio. So if you ever want us go back and, and watch that, it's definitely worth it. Um, not a ton of chart information here. It did uh, peak on the U.S. Uh, mainstream Billboard rock chart at 46. Uh, but other than that, it, it didn't do too well. Um, I'm pulling up the lyrics here as as well. And um, so when I was listening to it, first off, I'm not a huge Elvis Costello fan, but it wasn't a bad song. Uh, I Elvis- like that one when you were here. God, that was so bad. Oh no, that was terrible. What was that? Uh, uh sun, suns, burning suns, shade burning suns. suns. Um, staring at the sun. Staring at the sun. Oh yeah, that was just an absolute ass song. Um, <laughs> but so so there's uh, the chorus in in this song. Oh, what I was saying is Elvis Costello to me is very much the musician where everyone's got like that one artist that they really love one song or like one or two songs. And then they mm-hmm. try to listen to the rest of them, and then there's just there's just everything else is kind of blah, you know. Like, yeah, um, that's kind of Elvis Costello for me. Um, so the chorus of this song is like a finger running down a seam from a whisper to a scream. So I whisper and I scream. Uh, love it when you know artists r- uh, rhyme the same word with the same word. Uh, <laughs> but don't get me wrong, please don't leave me waiting too long. Waiting too long, waiting too long, waiting too long. Hey, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love when you do this. That's great. <laughs> um, it's peak content. <laughs> One of the Patreon uh, content um, we'll need to do later on is you and me starting a cover band, but we just cover the songs that Gray's titles are. Um, but we just read the lyrics instead of singing. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh we we talk sing at all. Um. Anyways, so when I was listening to this, uh, I genuinely don't remember what I was thinking. Uh, because this was like last week. Now that I watched this episode, yeah. Um, if I remember, because I haven't listened to it since then, but you know, that's really all it I got for you guys today. It was it was a song. Genuinely, it you was didn't a hate song. Because we'd remember that. Yeah. We remember when we we remember when they're garbage. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, that one was just so terrible. And like really the funny thing about it good. is you were in the kitchen and I was in the other room and you were like literally yelling across me going, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, this is the like, fucking this song. Is so bad. <laughs> it's just terrible. It was so <sighs> bad. Anyways, just proof that it's not a prerequisite to be good to have a song on the radio. It's true. Um, okay. So this episode was written by Kip Koenig, directed by Julianne Robinson. It aired November 23rd, 2006, and it had 18.51 million views. Now I have a fun fact because it had 18.51 million views. It was the first episode since it's the end of the world, which was the one that aired after the Super Bowl in season two that was, uh, that had less than 20 million views. So that is a very good run. So, cause that's, that's February to November. I mean, yeah. obviously they had the summer break, but that was like middle of season two to now. Yeah. Um, that's almost two 20, full seasons. 20 million that's in, or more. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that was nice. So the, this one was dipped a little bit under that. I don't, I would assume honestly, it's because this probably aired on Thanksgiving if I had to guess. So just like not as many people watched it. Well, what, what um, day did you say this was? It was November 23rd. Yeah, so That's probably, that's probably Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's hit up that Netflix synapse. Wait, before let's you do that, see. did you mention Kay. what number episode overall this is? Did you, 45. I can't remember. 45. 45. Wow. Look at that. I know. Michael Jordan's know. number when he, uh, wasn't playing with number 23 anymore. I was trying to think of something else about the number 45 and I got nothing. So (laughs) I'm out. All right. And for for that reason, I'm out and we'll Um, see you next week. Okay. So the Netflix synopsis for this one, um, a traumatic car accident fills the ER and Christina has a crisis of conscious about her deceptive teamwork with Burke. The end. Is this? There's missing. Sorry, guys. I'm also eating dinner while this is going on, too. So if there's a delay, I apologize. Um, I, I think they also missed a lot about George. Like, George uh, goes George through. George was an ass. George was a was dick. Just, and it's, like, kind of understandable, but also, like, it was annoying to watch. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know what? No, I'm, we're going to wait till we get there. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that I think would have really been... Uh, uh, bringing some value to the synopsis was yeah. George, George is an asshole. Um, they should just also, throw that you could in just there. be like Meredith and Derek are suddenly all in it again, like a hundred percent back in the shit. Just, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, I would say that's probably the main points. Um, yeah. Dr. Han Love is it. there, I guess. I don't know. Oh yeah. The return of Dr. Han. <laughs> Back from her time away giving uh never mind. That's uh Khan. I was gonna say the wrath of Han, but that's that's <laughs> Star Trek. Yeah. Sorry guys. I apologize. Dr. Khan. How funny would that have been if they put Dr. Khan in there? <laughs> and it's played by the same person from Star Trek. That would be hilarious. How funny would that. it be if they had a doctor named Doctor Who? <laughs> how strange would it be if they had a Doctor Strange? That would be good as well. All right. The recap. The recap (laughs) is a thing that I. (laughs) 
Um, also, I want to say this episode is long. This episode is 50 minutes. They're normally like 43 to 45. So they were cramming a lot in to this one. Understandably so, because a lot of shit went down. Um, okay, so the recap. Let us recall in the recap. Um, George's dad is in the hospital. Dr. Han exists. I was so uh, stoked when I saw Dr. Han. Though. I was like, oh, man, Han's here. So it's got to be something fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, and it were. Um, uh, Adele and Richard ultimatum or whatever. Derek and Meredith being together. Um, Christina being like a weirdo to everybody. Uh, and Burke's hand is not fine. Just in case you were it's concerned fine. or it's confused. Fine. He's fine. It's it's fine, guys. Everything is for sure a hundred percent fine. Um, okay. So we start the episode with a little first of all, oh, it's Christina narrating. So this yeah, is the third is. episode to not be narrated by Meredith. We had a George alone episode, we had an everybody episode, and now we have a Christina alone episode. So can I yay. can I tell you that uh Number one, like I was so excited to hear that. I loved that. That was great. But number two, the next scene where she's just covered in blood is Mm -hmm. a moment where I thought maybe Burke's not fine. (laughs) Um, But I had no context. I had no context because I had no (laughs) idea what was going to happen. But I was like, it's got to for sure be Burke, right? Like Burke killed someone and I thought it was George's dad. Uh, Yeah, that is kind of I mean, that's kind of how they set it up to to make you feel like it's going to be. In this episode, for sure. And um, if any of you are like, oh, well, that's weird, Carmen. Why would you say that uh, he's not fine? Clearly, he's not fine. If you're not caught up or you randomly <laughs> listen to this episode and you've skipped everything since he got shot, uh, I've been telling Kelsey that he's fine and his hand he's is been fine. really doubling down on the <laughs> hand thing just going away on its own. Like, it's just going to heal. He's fine. His hand is fine. Everything's fine. It looks I've like asked it- him to make a prediction like five times and he just never picked up on the fact that it wasn't going away it's i predict that by the end of this season his hand will be fine (laughs) now will it be attached to him maybe he'll be one of those pirate pirate doctors where it's just a hook one of those pirate doctors those (laughs) super common run-of-the-mill pirate doctors (laughs) Um, oh they they are so common these days i i hated that (laughs) why because <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> okay. i just laughed so hard i tooted a little bit <laughs> i just farted I mean, yeah, when you we- and my two-year-old both do that <laughs> <laughs> i'm crying uh, okay. <sighs> that was so terrible i can't believe i made that joke live and it's sticking it's staying in this podcast i it's can absolutely believe that you made it i just hated it uh, shiver me timbers am i right oh my god <laughs> someone stop this man somebody come get him he is being so stupid mm, was i'm only hurtful. like four years behind on that song it's fine it's all right all okay. right, what the fuck is happening? Let's start the episode. We did start it. We just got no, derailed three minutes into talking about it. We know we've gotten to Christina was narrating. <laughs> That's how far we got. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay. 
Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so there, there's like flashing between Christina and Burke having some sexuals and Christina in the hospital running down the hallway covered in blood, as previously mentioned, um, which is a very ominous setting and visual for the episode. And like Carmen says, you are to believe that something has gone terribly wrong with the Burke hand situation and um, he's killed someone basically or something along those lines. Uh, Okay. So then they rewind. Rewind. Derek and Meredith are hanging out and he's complaining about getting no sex. Um, Meredith very clearly and kindly set a boundary and he is going to do nothing but bitch about it because he is a selfish uh, asshole. And uh, Mm -hmm. I will Mm -hmm. say that several more times in this episode. Yeah. Also, I'm going to say that I'm on while, while everyone knows my stance on sex, I am very much on team Meredith for this one. She set the boundary. You deal with it. That's it. Yeah. Although if there were no boundaries and it was consensual, you should be fucking every day. Everyone should be fucking every day. <laughs> Twice a day, three times a day. Or Just do whatever it. works for you. Right. <laughs> right, or, right, right. Or whatever works for you. <laughs> um, okay. So Christina runs in and she's um, like, let me leave. Derek, you need to leave so I can talk to Meredith. And he's like, no. And she goes, what the fuck did you just say to me? Uh, and then they have a battle royale with a sword and a machete. It's true. And also Meredith tells Derek to leave so that her and Christina can talk on their own. I and then what, what does she say? Christina she says, go and up with a machete. <laughs> she <laughs> says, uh, go, go do your crossword puzzle or some shit. Is that, is that what happened? I, I'm, I'm looking yeah, at my notes was, now. I mean, they were doing a crossword and he, Oh yeah. No sex crossword puzzles, current event. What about knitting is what I had written for that. Oh note yeah. She, he was like, when does the knitting start or something? That's right. Christina that's shows right. Up. Yeah. Oh, so fucking God, funny. So annoying. Uh, okay. So yeah. Meredith asks Christina why she's so sweaty. And Christina says she jogged there. And she's like, oh, we don't jog. Um, how dare you do something without me? Yeah. <laughs> Except like, for that one uh, listen, time there was an episode all about them jogging. Listen, I love Meredith and Christina's relationship, but I will also never argue the fact that it is wildly codependent and borderline unhealthy. Oh, That's yeah. Fine. I love yeah. that. No, it's That great. works for me. And it's good, it's good TV. It's good TV. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Mer- or Christina starts asking Meredith all these hypotheticals about, oh, if Derek robbed a bank and you didn't rob the bank, but you were driving the car and then you- he got caught, but you drove away and you didn't get caught. Like, what would you do? Would you tell them that you were there? Would you just let him go down? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And, um, Chris- or Meredith just stares at her and says, you know, maybe if you just tell me I could actually help, um, and she just gets up to leave and she says, has George said anything to you? And Meredith's like, no, like, what are you talking about? And then Christina just says, I jog sometimes without you. And then jogs away. Which is like um, a weird, what a weird way to leave. Like that would be like me running to your house, asking you a weird question, which if I ran to your house from Illinois down to Tennessee, <laughs> you would die. I would be dead. Um, but that's like me coming in there. We have an intense conversation. I kick Michael out of the room and then I say, sometimes I podcast without you and look you dead in the eyes and then just run away. 
like yeah i think it's supposed to be because the whole time she's ta- trying to talk to meredith meredith keeps saying we don't jog why are you doing this we don't jog and she asks and so, so many questions like, it's yeah, a hypothetical just like sometimes i jog you dumb hoe they're just their relationship is weird but it works for me and i love it the most yeah it's great um so when she christina leaves she runs into george downstairs um and they stare they stare out the tension is palpable oh yeah and um she's like you know you don't have anything to worry about and he goes yeah i don't anymore she's like what the fuck does that mean and then christina or izzy comes in and she's all bitter and jealous about meredith and christina being friends but like she's weirdly friends with george so like they all get to have their weird friendships that's hers i don't understand she's just grumpy and she says that she's like i'm cranky um because she doesn't get to do surgery so she's crankered and then uh at the hospital burke is trying to get christina to calm the fuck down and he's saying like oh i i haven't even had a tremor in a week like everything's going fine um she's just super panicking in that moment the thing that was kind of surprising to me and i guess maybe it's just the writing they need to set up the stage that he hadn't had one in a while but christina would know like that's i think the thing that's really weird about this is christina would know that he hadn't had a tremor for a week and that things could be looking up well i think he's trying to say that as like a point of reassurance like I haven't had one in a week. Everything's like, it's getting like, it's fine. Maybe he's trying to convince her and maybe himself that it's going away on its own. Um, and he's just trying to get her to calm down because she is at a level 12 when, you know, like a five or six is acceptable. Right. Um, which I can relate to because I often live wildly above where I need to be in, in the, um, panicking area, which is just the way that it is. I think, I think you walk the perfect amount of panicking line. Mm, that's very kind of you to say I often panic a bit more than necessary. Um, but so yeah, she's just panicking and they're going back and forth about covering for each other. And he says that they're a team and she needs to trust him and blah, blah, all this stuff. And he's like, it's fine. We're a team. We're together whatever. So that'll, that'll come back later. Yeah, it will. Uh, <laughs> I did not expect the one eighty to happen yeah. there. That was yeah, bonkers. This is, this is a wild episode. I love this episode so much. Spoiler this alert. Is a, this this is a good episode. Yeah, we're we're in a line. This is a good episode. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, they both get paged uh, to the ER, and there was a car that, like, drove into it. They keep calling it a fish market, but, like, it's described more like a farmer's market to me. Maybe I it's think. a fish farmer's market. Well, no, Um, I I guess, I guess at the, it's, uh, they said by the wharf, I think they mentioned a couple of times. I mean, it's like by the water. So they're calling it a fish market, but there's also like all these other stands not selling fish. That's why I think it's not a fish market because they have all these, you go to one, you go to a market that has a thousand booths and one of them has balloons. Are you at a balloon market? No. That is like an existential question, right? Like (laughs) now we have to define the next 45 minutes. We're going to define what a fish market is 
or isn't because I do I mean, think that they were selling chocolate at one of those booths too. So it may have been a chocolate market. It's just the most irrelevant thing, but I thought about it so many times. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it has no impact on this plot, whether it's a fish market or a farmer's market or just a quote unquote market who did it doesn't matter. Um, but they keep calling it a fish market. So, okay. So he drives into the fish market. He's old. And now a bajillion people are in the ER. So, um, Bailey tells Izzy to go help with George's dad, but by help, she means like, don't do just like be there. Don't touch anything. Literally still not even scrubbing. Yeah. Just like go. That's crazy to me though. That is crazy. Like to, to not, to still not be able to be like, there's a massacre out there and she still can't be a part of the team. Yeah. It doesn't make the most sense. And I wondered, you know, at which point, at what point does the hospital step in and be like, okay, but seriously, we need this doctor versus when they're like, no, you have to continue to do whatever you want to punish her or whatever, because it's been established that there's the hot, what the hospital's requiring of Izzy and then what Bailey's requiring of Izzy. And this seems like it's Bailey. So I don't know. Um, it is what it is. So, um, then Bailey and Christina have words about Burke requesting her on the case because she's like, well, if Burke requests me that I'm going to have to go with him. And she's like, well, then if he requests you, you can go with him. Bull. So again, tension. It's a tense episode. It is a tense episode. It's a good episode. <laughs> um, it's a good episode. Yeah, it's very good. And this uh, is the part so where we now rank our episodes. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> the <around>. end. Uh, <laughs> so Christina and Derek are with the driver. Um, they're going to examine him and see why the hell he crashed the car into the fish farmer's market. The wife is freaking <laughs> out and she's like, it was the car's fault. It just went crazy. It was driving him. He wasn't driving it. All this stuff. You're like, all right, well, well you're a million. So I'm already suspicious. Yeah. And at um, this point, electric vehicles weren't even prominent enough to where they could just like <laughs> go haywire and drive. Like yeah. maybe it was like a fault in the self-driving technology, but I'm like, no, this was 2007. They didn't exist yeah, at yet this like point. That. I think that, all people that are that age are driving around in like the Buick, like the really old Buicks. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, they, yeah, it didn't drive. It didn't start driving itself. No. Um, Burke is working in a trauma room and Christina sees that he's in there and she's like, starts leering being like, Oh God, am I going to have to go in there? Um, again, she's very like type a and very tightly wound. So when she sees that, she's like, this wasn't, we didn't discuss this. What do I do? Um, then it cuts. It's just a very chaotic scene. So it's kind of cutting all over the place. Um, so then Addison is talking to a patient and she looks up and sees like the people coming in and out of this door. And there's a woman just standing there covered in blood, which like, obviously I understand that this is like for dramatic, but the number of people that are just running by this woman without anyone saying like, are you okay? Other than Addison across the room yelling at her, like, I don't love it. My my <laughs> knee jerk reaction to that was that she's That's about to ghost. kill someone. Well, yes, <laughs> um, that is the girl from The Grudge, and she's going to kill everyone. Um, no, I I for some reason I thought because she was just like it was very ominous the way that she was just standing yeah. there. My my first reaction was not that she's about to like collapse. It's she's gonna fi- she's gonna finish some 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 undone business, and she's gonna kill someone here. She's gonna kill that old couple. Um, yeah. 
plot twist. She did not like, and also her storyline is insane to me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get more into her. Cause I have some thoughts on the way this character played out. Uh, Burke and Meredith's patient dies. Addison is like walking towards the creepy woman. Dr. Han shows up and is heckling Burke about the fact that his patient just died. Uh, and then the woman passes out. She has that super fucking corny line. That's like, Oh, I think I'm parked in a red zone and passes out. And then no, it's that is, card. listen, that's where you and I defer. <laughs> that is TV gold. I, I was, hate that shit. I oh, hate that I stuff. love it. That's just, it's the, it's the one liners before the TV break and it was, and then she passes out. No, that is TV gold. Listen, I, I can don't eat that mind all day like long. a bomb drop right before the title card. But what I do mind is when it's some cheesy ass shit that no one No, would say. give me the, give me the cheesy ass shit. That's <laughs> no, that listen. Okay. I earlier just said something, some dumbass pirate joke. You think that there are things that people wouldn't say? People say that. I may be parked in Not a red right zone. right before they pass out. One, I would. If I know I'm about to pass so out. This is what drives me insane, right? We later find out this girl buries the lead. We find out she's pregnant. You don't think that's what she would say right before she passed out? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I think I, I think maybe. I think I think I parked in a red zone is better than I'm pregnant. <laughs> It might be better TV, but it's not better in the reality of needing to know her medical needs to treat her. Okay. In that sense, you're right. She should have said, save my baby. Uh, <laughs> instead my of, baby. I think I'm barred in a red zone. So she drove from the fish farmer's market at the yeah. wharf all the way back with, spoiler alert, a five-inch shard of glass inside of her. <laughs> bloody and no one so she had to walk to her car you don't think anyone saw her walk to her car that's the plot hole for me (laughs) there's just a lot going on with this one that's not it's not the vibe oh my god the storyline is my least favorite of everything that happens in this episode for sure also she is funny she's witty and a quirky character she (sighs) i I, we'll get there um Okay. All right. So title we got card. The title card. Nine oh five. Uh, okay. Alex is picking glass out of the woman. The old lady comes over and she's like, "Janelle, I'm so sorry. It was the car. It just went crazy and drove into all the people." And the girl is like being nice and she's like, "It's okay. They're my best customers. They're so nice. Hope they didn't kill my baby." Um, and so the Sloan and Alex call Addison back over and uh. They're like looking at her and she's like, what? These men are all so hot. These doctors are hot, right? And Addison's like, yes, these doctors are hot. Um, and then just coughs up blood like this. This is like a roller coaster with this woman. Like we are all over the place. Was was it was uh, it she the one that said I flew through a window? I flew like like full on Rudolph. I flew. I do not remember anyone saying that, but that's very funny. (laughs) I have a note here that says, I flew through a window. I flew. And that's what the note is. But I just, I don't know who else would say it. So I think it was her because the immediate next note is all caps. She's pregnant. Yeah, it must be then. Um, What are there? Is this an inside fish farmer's market? I'm so confused. What window did she fly through? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it, 
That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. The logistics are now confusing me. It's fine. Um, okay. If you've ever been to a fish farmer's market in Seattle, <laughs> let us know. Fictional one. Um, Maybe it's based I, off I a real do, fish farmer's market. I did write this down because I thought it was funny. So she starts coughing at blood and Addison starts yelling at everybody what to do. And Mark says, I love the bossing. Boss more. And I also I wrote that. that. That's a, that's a funny Mark line. Sloan. Uh, okay, so then Izzy goes to George's parents or George's dad's room and his mom is also there. And the mom basically immediately is like, oh, my God, are you and George together? Are you sexual? <laughs> she says sexual so many times. So many times, um, but I'm here for it. Let's talk and about then, it. And then um, she tells them that. Or Izzy is like, yeah, Burke is one of the best cardiothoracic doctors, so I don't really understand why he's not doing your surgery and um then george gets paged and leave and izzy's like why are you getting paged you're not working um and then his mom asks izzy again if there's anything sexual and izzy's like i'm just gonna prep for the surgery thanks so much for being here today and that's when i made a note of george and izzy are gonna fuck (laughs) it's been it's been a while since you've made that prediction it's coming back. I want you to know that it is coming back in this episode. <laughs> coming back with a vengeance. Yeah. Coming back, but spelled with a U. Oh, I hated that. I also <laughs> for a minute was like, where would you put a U in the word back? Okay. <laughs> Everyone loves a good comeback story. Like Kim Kardashian. She'd come <laughs> on our back. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, one of the best bloopers of all time. Andy Dwyer. Um, so okay. Also, the one where he throws the briefcase and breaks the wall completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, we've get- derailed into Parks and Rex bloopers. Like let's you do go in one. A Grey's Anatomy podcast. Let's do one more. Uh, the, the 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 I've been getting a lot of Friends bloopers, uh, and the scene mm. where they're playing rock paper scissors and. Uh, <laughs> And Ross is like, what What's the that? fuck is That's that? fucking fire. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, it's fucking fire. Oh, so good. It's a good one. Joey, good one. Okay. easily the best character on that show. False. Okay, let's continue. But we agree that Ross is the worst and that's what matters. That's true. Um. Okay. So Tune in we next week Dr. to Han. our Friends and Parks and Recreation <laughs> podcast. Friends and Recreation. Ooh, that's what we'll call it. I love it. Parks and Friends. Creation. Okay, it's fine. Academy. We'll <laughs> okay. Um, Dr. Hans in the ER talking to Burke. And she's like, how's it going? Last time I saw you, you stole my patient's heart and then got shot. Karma rocks, which is funny. But also, he did get shot, so a bit much. Yeah. Um, it's it, That's not something that you say unless you're really friends with someone, and they just are not friends. Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like they're friends. It seems like they know each other, but they're not friends. Yeah. No, uh, it was previously established in the last episode that they went to Tulane together and she was basically his number one competition at Tulane. So he graduated first and she graduated second. So they're very, very good. You can say that Burke was number one and she was number two lane. Nice. I was like, yeah, that's what I just said. Where are you going with this? But I see what you've done. <laughs> um, okay. I didn't hate that one as much as I hated thank the you, other thank one. Thank you. I have to redeem myself. So Burke asks why she's there, and she says she has a consult and came to annoy him, which I love because I 
also say that to people. Uh, Meredith tells Christina, she's like, oh, why can I, do you think I'll be able to get in on Han's surgery? And Christina's like, what are you talking about? Meredith says, well, Han, she's here. She's super, she's a great surgeon. Like, do you think I'd be able to get in on her surgery? And Christina just runs away. Um, she sees George talking to her and he goes to get his dad's chart and gives it to Han. Um, and Callie comes up and is like, Hey, how's your dad doing? And George gives the chart to Dr. Han and it's like, oh, I'll be there in a minute. And Dr. Weber is like, Oh, I'll walk you. Also, how can I get you to come work for us? That man is always so quick to try to poach people to his hospital. <laughs> yeah. That man is on, on the game. I respect it. You gotta be, you got, you got to think in the last three years, he got one shepherd, two shepherd, one Sloan (laughs) and working on getting a Han. Like he's, yeah, he's collecting them like playing cards. Yeah. Like, uh, like infinity stones, like, like Pokemon's like Pokemon's. He says, let's Pokemon go get those surgeons. Am I right? That was good. I played Pokemon go today. It was great. I, you play it every day. Oh yeah. Um, uh, okay, so uh, when Dr. Weber uh, takes Dr. Han to the room, George turns around and just starts copping major attitude with Callie. He's like, why the fuck are you talking to me about my dad? She's like, I just want to know if he's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, and he's like, I don't understand. Why are you asking? And she says, I just care about you. And he goes, oh, yeah, you care about me? Well, I guess that's why you slept with Mark Sloan. That makes sense. Ooh, I'm in middle school. Ooh. Yeah, I cannot. This episode is rough with George. Like he's it's a not the fucking vibe. dick. It's like that was vibe. It's not good. But no, like also <laughs> that was savage. That was savage as fuck. But like don't be a dick. You could be but savage, like, but like not a dick. You could be both. It's at the truly same time. so immature. That's my thing. It's yeah. just the immaturity of it. Like he just says it and then walks away. I'm like you're not. You didn't ask any questions. All you're doing is making assumptions. Like just it's not it. We were on a break. I mean, truly. Also, you don't deserve her, so get off your attitude. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of her going back to him. Like, Callie, you you said you're a strong, independent woman at some point. I think you said, like, just be it then. Just, like, fuck this guy. He's stupid. Yeah, he is um, the worst, as we say. Uh, Okay. So... Addison is checking on the pregnant lady. Baby's okay. All is well. And then she's like, do you want me to call the dad? And the girl says, no, I haven't told him. Then Callie comes in all in a huff. She's like, where? Dr. Gray, I need to talk to you. Barbiter. Um, or no, this is when she's just looking for Meredith. Right. I'm. Or was Meredith in the room? When she, way, she walks Callie in, comes in looking it's when she Meredith. walks in. Yeah, no, no, no. She was in the room and she was like, literally, hey, can I talk to you? And she's like, I, uh, I can't. Um, kind of yes, busy. Yes, yes. Yes, that's right. Yes. Um, okay. Alex asked Mark if he can do the stitches because he's still picking out glass. And Mark's like, no, you cannot keep picking out glass. <laughs> Dab <laughs> and white or like whatever he says. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he is doing... Uh, oh no sorry i've skipped something bailey comes in with the x-ray and is like good news big old shard of glass going right through your heart (laughs) so great love that for all of us yeah um so instead so they were gonna do what were they gonna do some kind of 
like bedside procedure that wasn't a big deal. And then they find that and they're like, well, we're actually going to go to the ER. So change of plans. Um, so, uh, they go to, to find an ER uh, or no, cause they, all the ERs are full, but they're going to have to operate obviously because yeah. there's a shard of glass in her heart. What um, I, what I really like about this, this character development with this glass shard is when it does finally come out, they don't, it's accurate to what they had on that, uh, that X-ray. It is gigantic. It's not like they really dramatized it up in the x-ray. And then when they took it out, they're like, oh, look at this. It's like a a sliver. Yeah. It was massive. It was like a machete. Like a dagger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so was this the point? I don't have this in my notes. Was this this the point that they're like, hey, we need to have uh, Burke. And then they're like, oh, well, Burke's in the surgery. Or, oh, okay, then we'll take Han. Or what was was going on with that scene? That's a bit later. A bit later. Okay, okay. That's a bit later, I think. Um, just this a is what happens later, yeah. when you watch this episode like a week ago. Yeah, we normally watch it like within 24 hours of this, not within a week ago. Um, so Callie goes, sorry, Meredith goes looking for Callie. She's like, finds Derek and asks if he's seen her. And Derek says, no, come look at this. He's doing a scan on the driver and he finds that uh, his spine has narrowed, which I guess is something um, that's pretty common with old age. However, it can cause numbing of your legs and feet so and his is very advanced so probably he couldn't even feel his feet when he was driving which could potentially cause you to drive into a fish farmer's market so which means that the car did not do it it was the old man who couldn't feel his feet yes which no one was doubting except for the wife (laughs) except she wasn't doubting it she knew it 100 percent, and that's why she kept saying it yeah that Um, that part of the story really pissed me off later we'll get we'll get to that too um, so Bert comes in and looks at the scans and we get a super awkward moment where Derek asks him what's going on with Christina <laughs> and Meredith looks fucking mortified. She's like, Oh yeah. my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, it looks like a middle schooler level of embarrassment that like someone would be talking to your friend or something. You know what I mean? Like she looks so just petrified that he would ask that question. And it was in this scene that I thought, okay, so everyone is like slowly starting to find out. Like George found out. Everyone's starting to see together. Yeah, Christina's being fucking weird. So I I predicted at this moment that Derek is going to find out, but he 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 doesn't. So yes, he does. I mean, he does, but it's not. He doesn't find out on his own. Is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're yeah, okay. Yes, I'm like he absolutely did. Uh, well, everyone about. finds there were out. Multiple conversations. Yeah, yes. everyone <laughs> finds out. It's just the only people who put it together truly are George and then Meredith. Yeah. Um. Truly. Okay. So Meredith says he's like, Christina's fine. She's just working a lot. And Burke's like, I'm sure. I have no idea. Bye. <laughs> then he just leaves. Uh, so well, he says, he says, um, what, I don't remember what the exact context is, but he goes, you know, what says thank you like nothing else. And then he mouths the word sex. <laughs> yes. So yeah, Burke leaves. And then Meredith says, tell Derek, no, Meredith tells Derek, don't ask, don't ask Burke about Christina. It's not a good idea. And, uh, then they have their like weird conversation and then 
That's when she does it. And what I wrote was, this man needs to chill with his sex demands. She has been very clear with her boundaries. You need to be more respectful. I don't like it when he does that or exists. (laughs) Could it be that he's more annoying because of how much you don't like him? Oh, it could absolutely be that. But I stand by what I say. He's not being respectful. No, no, he's not. Um... It's still a funny scene, though. It's still a funny scene. It is. It's funny, but I hate it. Um, Meredith finds Christina. She's, like, trying to eavesdrop. Um, Han is in George's dad's room, and so she's trying to eavesdrop on that. Uh, And Dr. Weber comes out and says that George's dad has elected to have Dr. Han do the valve replacement. Um, And so then we get another super fun scene of Christina panicking very aggressively and he's still being chill and trying to calm her down he's like who cares like let her do the surgery it's one less surgery i have to do i don't care and then she's like he's gonna tell the chief burp and then he keeps saying um we have to align our stories and this is very confusing to me because to me, what she's saying is like, let's make sure we're telling the same lie, which I don't understand because if they got caught, wouldn't they just tell the truth? Yeah. Now that you say it out loud like that with all your logic <laughs> and shit. Um, that's what I mean. I kind of understand like her panic. I'm just confused as that's to like, really all, when, what well, story she wants aligned. Yeah, well, that's the thing. When you panic, nothing makes sense. And that's, I, I wrote, she's getting way too close to anything that's Burke-related, and it's going to continue to put more red flags up. Like, she's going yes. to end up, it's, it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy is what she's doing, ultimately. But, yeah, yeah to, your, to your point, it's not like he, he has tremors. If there was one coming on, there is a person there stepping in. Ultimately, he's teaching. No one's been hurt. There's nothing to lie about. There's no yeah. story to get straight. And he was cleared yeah. to come back for surgery. Yes. Which is a point later on in, <laughs> yep. in the episode. Um, yeah, it's just confusing to me. Um, I... Yeah, it was just like, what, if you want to imply that they're going to be telling a lie to the chief, that's fine. But I need more clarification about the lie. I mean, are you going to say, oh, this is the first time he's had a tremor. We didn't know. I don't, but at this point it's obvious because he's had her in all of these surgeries and like she's been doing all of the, the, the board stuff and everything. Like, it's just, I don't know. It was just confusing to me. I just wrote why I said, she wants to make sure their stories are aligned, but why? Yeah, so, there, there really know. is no evident point. It'd be different if that scene that happened where she was covered in blood really happened and it wasn't a flashback because then it's like, okay, you did kill someone. Now we need to get our story straight. None of that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Izzy asks George's parents why they switched to Dr. Han. And they're like, oh, Bert, George wanted us to. Um, and then Izzy, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, his mom asks Izzy why George and Callie broke up. And she, this is when she like becomes season one word vomit George. 
Like Izzy becomes the terrible version of George that we got in season one, where it's just like, I'm just going to talk and say dumb shit. And like, it's going to be awkward. Um, so she's like, well, how much do you know? And (laughs) the mom goes everything. I'm his mother to which Izzy assumes that George actually told his mother everything about Callie's, which is stupid on her part. Um, So she's like, you know, that girl is naked too much. I mean, why is she naked all the time? I've seen more of her body than I have of my own. And she's like, oh, he didn't tell you that. No, she (laughs) did. He didn't. And then Izzy says, it just sucks because like he really needed Callie after everything happened with Meredith. (laughs) They're like, what are you talking about Meredith for? Um, And then... And the mom is like, oh, first Meredith, then Callie, now Dr. Han. And Izzy's like, okay, first of all, he's not sleeping with Dr. Han. <laughs> You've got to calm down on that. Is there anything sexual between Georgie and Dr. Han? <laughs> so bad. It's so Find bad. out next week on Grey's Academy. Well, then the dad um, with uh, like uh, just a completely decrepit throat and stomach and like is riddled with cancer just goes the o'malley men are studs and i'm like all right that's funny that's fucking maybe now's not the time harold (laughs) yeah harold that's funny also Um, i don't know what scene this was but the next note that i have is Catherine heigl is just so pretty i don't know what happened I think she just had um, she I think she had her hair was like a little curly wavy in this episode and it was in a ponytail and it was really big. So that was probably why you wrote that, because I know you like the big hair. Yeah, it's true. The curly, the curly, wavy, big hair. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, 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 you know, I just wrote Catherine Heigl is just so pretty with the the crying smiley face emoji, like the teary, <laughs> the teary eyed smiling face. The emoji. big eye, the big eye smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that just so, that comes on the heels of the O'Malley men are studs with three crying laughing emojis. So I don't know yes. what I'm thinking at this point. She told them, um, she's like, okay, when it comes to, you know, Burke is the best. I don't know why he's not doing this. Like, Dr. Han's good, but no one's better than Burke. I don't know why he's not doing your surgery. So then they're in the locker room. And Callie uh, comes in and Meredith and Izzy are in there. And Callie comes in and just starts losing her mind. Just Full goes, on fight aggressive so fast yeah and then we get a lot of a lot of good words in this one a lot of good mix we got i'm talking about the mick freaking cold code of silence panties (laughs) that (laughs) my my ipad auto corrected silence to science so it says mick freaking code (laughs) of science panties (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh those science panties we love them and then um she says and the adulterous mixed sex i witnessed and she's just pushing meredith and shoving and like getting very uh physical it's not and she's for a way she's way bigger than meredith meredith is a little yes. twig bitch meredith is quite petite and callie um, is like ready to kill her she's it's a cage fighter style truly um, well, I do love this um, when Izzy gets in the middle of them and she goes, you're, she's very little and you're hurting her. Um, so then Callie's all upset that George knows about Sloan and she's like, you're the only person I told and you told him. And she's like, I didn't tell him that you slept with Sloan. George told me you slept with Sloan. She goes, well, then who told George? And Izzy just goes, maybe perhaps the man you had sex with. <laughs> Which is not who told George, but is uh, 
a fair a fair guess on Izzy's part. Um, and and she's like, I. It was when we were broken up. I didn't betray him. And Meredith goes, well, then go tell George and stop beating the shit out of me. Yeah. Also, um, then she just leaves and doesn't even say sorry. And that, I don't know yeah. why, but that and really rubbed me the wrong. laughing. Yeah. And then I I'm actually like, forgot that, that. a lot. I forgot that Izzy actually said she went full cage fighter on you was a quote that she yeah. said, which is funny because I actually forgot about that. And I was saying that, but. Yeah, like fucking apologize at least. I'm I'm just Callie. Whatever you do from now on, I'm not on your side until you go back and apologize to Meredith for that. Oh, mm. Meredith deserves to get a little a little punch punch for staying with Derek, even though he sucks so bad. She didn't even get punched. It was That's just not like true. No one deserves to get punched. Um, Mostly Derek does. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely people out there who deserve to get punched. Violence is not the answer, but sometimes you need to punch Derek Shepard in the face. If it's justified, is it still violence? Uh, uh, let's not do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so George comes to ask Izzy how uh, his dad is. And she's like, why did you switch to Han? Um, and Christina walks by and George is like, hey, Christina, tell Izzy why I switched to Dr. Han. Such a dick. Such a he dick. Is- so escalated at this episode like the aggression the emotional aggression is just oozing out of this man i'm not here for it and christina's like uh it doesn't matter all that matters is that dr han is good and your father is in really good hands and george goes uh well there's a lot of people with fathers in this hospital and it does matter to them who their doctor is and izzy the whole time is just standing there like what is happening and then george is like to Izzy says, it's none of your business. Bitch, you just made this whole scene. You've made it her business. Like, obviously, she's going to ask what's going on. You're being so weird and rude and terrible. So it's just not it's not good. Yeah. No one is team George in this episode at all. No one. Not a not a one. Uh, Addison's patient is uh, they're still doing the bandages and working on all of her glass shards and everything has not gone to surgery yet. Um, and she's talking about why she didn't tell the dad. And she's like. Um, well, he cheated on me and Alex, I actually really like this. Alex says, well, that makes him an ass, but it doesn't mean you have to be one. I don't necessarily, you know, we don't get the full story. We get a very, um, like a snapshot of what's going on in this woman's life. Right. She probably, she found out probably after they broke up that she was pregnant, he was cheating on her. Obviously he's a dick for doing that. We know nothing else about it. Um, I don't think there, this is like a, there's never a black and white on this. I don't think like, oh, you should always tell the partner or like, oh, you should never tell the partner or whatever. I think every, this is one of those things that just lives in a gray area and you have to have all the information. And we just like, aren't really given that in this episode. Um, also, I don't understand this char- woman's character because to me at the very beginning when they're in the ER and she's kind of like loopy and she's like, oh, all these men are so hot. Um, you're like, okay, maybe she's a little like acting kind of goofy cause she's losing all this blood and she's just gone through this traumatic incident. But then she kind of like maintains that personality throughout the episode. And I'm like, is she just dumb? I thought like, she was the way funny. she like speaks. I'm like, is she just dumb? Is she, did they give her pain medicine? That's made her loopy. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I just thought it was a weird portrayal of this character. I don't know. 
I I thought she was uh you know the, her backstory was she's a struggling stand up comedian. Oh, uh, that's what you wrote her for. Yeah, when when you know Shonda's like, I need you to be this this character who dies, uh, or or th- here's the deal: you're a character who's bloody. You have a six inch shard of glass piercing your heart. You flew through a window, and you're pregnant. You sell produce at a fish farmer market. Yeah. And she's like, well, what's my motivation? And she goes, okay, well, picture this. Um, you're a struggling stand-up comedian who moonlights <laughs> at a fish farmer's market selling produce to make I ends can't. meet. I cannot. And then she's like, okay, um, good, good, Shonda. I can run with that. So anyways, they're having this conversation. Uh, she loses consciousness. So they're like, oh, we got to run into surgery so fast. Um, Derek is talking to the old lady and she's arguing with them about the old man. And she's like, Oh, this happened because of the car accident. And they're like, no, 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 ma'am. This caused the car accident. And she's like, no, 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 no. It, nothing caused the car accident. The car caused the car accident. It's a crazy car. Um, and, uh, so they have to operate on his heart and brain. Well, I don't know if it's his heart, but it's his chest and his brain. Um, Christina sees the chief talking to Burke. Uh, so she's going to panic again. Uh, so then Burke comes to her and is like, yeah, he wants Dr. Han to replace me because he wants me to replace him. So he, this is the first time that Richard has told someone he's actually going to retire. And it's not just speculative. It's like straight up. Here's the deal plan. He's it's his succession plan. He's legitimately like, I am coming to you, Burke, to tell you that I want you to be the next chief and I'm going to not be chief anymore. I'm going to retire to fix my marriage and uh, you're going to be the chief. Um, so then um, Burke starts to get... Okay, this is such a good scene. This is such a good scene. So this is uh, Christina and Burke in the on-call room. It's so fucking good. I love this scene so much. Okay, so this is when... It's intense. It's intense. He keeps saying, like, I'm going to be chief of surgery. I'm going to be chief of surgery. Um, Christina's like, this is great. This Everything's going to be fine. Um, she's like, I can work harder. I can learn more surgeries. I can be ready to go. Like, I can learn all these procedures. You're going to be chief, and that's, that's going to fix everything. And he's like, I don't want to be chief like this. This isn't, this is my dream, and this is not how I wanted to achieve it, which I totally understand. Um, and then... And then he just flips and starts blaming for Christina. And this pisses me off. Okay. The scene, the acting in the scene is incredible. But what Burke is saying pisses me off a lot. Because he is basically blaming her for like, quote unquote, forcing him to do this. As though, because he's like, well, you told Shepard I was fine. I'm sorry. Can you not speak for yourself? Can you not say, actually... No, Derek, I'm not fine. Christina hasn't noticed, but I've been having these tremors. Because when she told Derek that he was fine, she was unaware that he was having the tremors. And he did not speak up for himself like a grown-ass man. And this is when he keeps being like, I, you needed me to be pressed and Burke, all this stuff. Um, and th- when he says, when she says, we crossed the line, and he says, you dragged me across the line, like, oh, the, it, just, it makes me mad, but that moment is so good. Like, he delivers that so well. Yeah. Great. Um, and then she kind of brings up something that to me, I hadn't really thought of previous to her saying it. 
um, she says that he can't forgive her for not being strong enough when he got shot and that she was going to leave. Like she wasn't going to stay with him after he got shot and he can't forgive her for that. Um, but she's, she's like, but I'm not going to walk away again. Like I am here. We're, we're doing this. I'm scared, but I, I come, I'm scared all the time, but I do it for you. And he, this is a rough one. This is when he says, we're not a team. There is only me once again, making allowances for your emotional shortcomings. Brutal. That is heavy. And she, this is. I wish I had the capability to do this in an argument because she just says, okay, we shouldn't say more. I, that is not a skill I possess because if you come at me with that line that he says, I am not going to end the fight. I am going to escalate it and start saying terribly hurtful things. Right. I think you can agree. Yeah. Um, but it's only because I'm a Scorpio and I can't control it. Um, my, yeah, my, mine's just because that's who I am as a human being. <laughs> my destiny has been written in the stars by the Scorpion <laughs> God, um, Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Um, sorry, the Scorpion King. Uh, so yeah, right before he says that, and I made a note of this too. So first off, he went real quick from saying we're a team to we're not a team the second and it was you're the one that made me him. do this. Yeah. Uh, but he says that he put her career on his back. Yes. Right before he says, it's only me making allowances. Like we're not a team. It's only me making allowances for your emotional, emotion, emotional shortcomings. So he led into that line by saying he put her career on his back, which is not fair for anyone to say, because at any point, he to to like what you said, he didn't have to do anything. Yeah, he was doing all of that for his career. Yeah, yeah, she needed him him to be Preston Burke, but there was which episode was it where he's like, "All I have are my hands. I am Preston Burke because of my hands." Like, dude, shut the. F- it's like, the one. I think it's like the one right after he gets cleared, basically. Yeah, so it's and she it's, finds out. There's, it is if there is any any blame, it's fifty fifty between the yes. two of them. But there, but nothing bad has happened. And you yeah. said you understand why you know the whole you know I I want to be chief but not like this. Mm-hmm. I don't get not that. like this. I was thinking that the <laughs> entire time you said that. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for calling that out. Uh, listen into Patreon to hear that story sometime. Yeah, um, we'll tell that story on Patreon for sure. Uh, and the first time I had to force myself to puke. Uh, so I everything up except for the last two months of his surge of his career. Two months, maybe. Would you would you say give or take? has been above bar. It's not like him getting setting the bar in his field. Yeah. And it's not like this is the first time that Weber has even brought this up because he brought it up to him very early on in this show. Yeah. So you have to think that he still, he still earned it. He just didn't. Maybe the path just didn't look the same the last two months. Like you cross the finish line. You're there. Except well, I think it. it's more about like he doesn't want to start being chief in the middle of this lie and like not being at the top of his game. Like he wants to be the best he can be when he gets to be chief, not be chief and then basically use the fact that he's chief to continue to cover this up. Yeah, 
that's he how could I also he could he could be a different. The thing that I don't understand is the chief of surgery really doesn't do surgeries. Why Weber does? Yeah, in actual real life surgeries. they really don't. In this show, he does a lot. But then they are also constantly like, "I never get to do surgery." I'm like, "You're always in surgery." Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I think that that like he could he could accept the role and just make it different. Make like you're the chief now. It's like in Hamilton when Thomas Jefferson <laughs> says. I can change this law. And you know why? Because I'm the president. Just take the job and change it. Be a teacher now. Stand in on those surgeries. Mm-hmm. Do part of them and then hand it off to Christina if that's still what you want to do. Like, you don't have to get so fucking emotional. It's crazy. And then be a dick to Christina. Yeah. Bad move. Yeah. Um, so, Okay. Anyways, that scene is great. But what I thought was awkward was at the end of it, after Christina says, okay, we shouldn't say more. She just stays there. She doesn't leave, which I absolutely would have just been like, you know what? Fuck this guy. And Lee left. Takes a nap. Just um, goes to sleep. I, I would do that. I would go to sleep. Um, okay. So we're going to take a small break for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland. <laughs> None. <laughs> what? This episode. I know. I literally, I was like, I have to be looking at this wrong. And then I went through again and looked at all of them again. And I, none of them, none of them are wow. in any other genre shows. I know. I was bummed. I was like, I hate that. Put that so. down for the record books, folks. I know. In a sad way, a sad record book. Yeah. R.I.P. How s- disappointing. I was really excited to start guessing people. You know who I would have guessed yeah. first off would have been the uh, the quirky... The pregnant girl. Yeah, the pregnant girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pregnant comedian. The pregnant failed comedian with a shard of glass inside of her. Yeah. But if she was um, uh, a struggling comedian, just think of all the content she has after this, you know? So much, so many hilarious stories. Guys, this one time I had a five-inch shard of glass in my heart. Ha, 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 ha. The guys at the hospital were so hot. How hot. They were so... They no, hot. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with that. Bit. Okay. So back to the episode. George goes to his dad's room and his dad tells him they are going to stay with Burke. And then he yells at Izzy. Oh, this was mean. This was Mean mean he says is he did is he tell you that the last time she was allowed to interact with patients someone died way uh, too uncalled for just a dick move like way so the line is obliterated like, dude her fiance died like don't fucking throw that in her face i don't like that's just not okay sucks so much um okay so then we have Okay, I have a question about this. I want your All opinion. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. If Denny had lived, would Izzy be on this probation? Would she ha- she would have had to have some punishment. She didn't get she's not punished because Denny died. Denny unfortunately died. The thing she's being punished for is the the, the cutting of the Elvad wire and the stealing of the heart and the falsifying of medical um labs to like get the the heart in the first place. So she still would be being punished. My thing is, I'm like, if Denny lived and they got married, 
would she be on probation? Would she even still be working at the hospital? Like so many questions. What is, What are your opinions? I really don't even know what I think about this. So I my my knee jerk reaction is she maybe doesn't continue to work at the hospital because now we know he's loaded. Yeah. Um. You don't know that in the beginning unless you're you, which you've <laughs> seen this before. Yeah. Um. Uh, so that's thing number one. I don't think she continues to work just because of that. Maybe they retire, they move away and he's got a newfound sense of what to do with life. I don't know. But if that's not the case and she does stay there, the only reason people found out about the LVAD wire and the, the labs and stuff was because of him dying and they looked into it and it all went to shit and Burke got shot. If Burke doesn't get shot, Denny doesn't, maybe he still strokes out and dies. But my thought is if Burke gets back in time, no one finds out about the LVAD situation. But Burke would doesn't. know. Like she basically told Burke and Alex what she was doing. I. He went to go see what the fuck was going on. I don't think he tells anyone. If mm. the surgery goes through and everyone lives, I, I don't think he tells anyone. I think he just, it just goes through. That's kind of my thought. Interesting. Yeah. Do you have a differing opinion? Is that different from what you think? I definitely think she would still, I honestly kind of think if he lived, she would have just gotten fired. Like, I think that because she quit and then wanted to come back, I feel like they looked at it almost as like, well, he died. So that's punishment enough. As far as like, we don't need to fire her. We don't need to not let her be a doctor. We'll just like, let her be a doctor ish. Yeah, fake doctor. You can yeah. you can you're gonna get paid fully, but you don't get to do any of your job now. Yeah, I don't know. It was it's just a question just a question that I that occurred to me when George was being a dick. Yeah, that's and that's a fair that's a fair question to ask. I never really even thought of that until now. So that's why that's why we're such a good team. You bring you we're bring those tough team. those tough questions to light. Um, okay, so back to it. Derek asked Burke to scrub in on the old man. Uh, but Alex comes in and is like, we got this pregnant girl. She just lost consciousness. She's got this dagger in her heart. We need your help. And Burke says, okay, Dr. Han will operate on the old man and he'll, I'll go in with the pregnant lady. And then he tells Alex, make sure Christina scrubs in with me. And Alex is like, well, fuck me. <laughs> no surgeries for Alex. Everyone gets a surgery, <laughs> but me, which is, funny. um, George is in the stairwell. Callie comes in and she's like, we were broken up when I slept with Mark and he continues to be a dick. He's like, I cannot do this with you right now. I don't give a fuck about anyone's feelings, but my own goodbye. I'm, I'm actually team George in this exact, in this exact moment. I am open to hearing your thoughts. I, I just think in this exact moment with all of the stuff going on with his dad and we've seen, we've, she even experienced it. He's a loose cannon right now. He's just saying yeah. stuff just to piss. He's actively trying to piss people off. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a fuck. He's just pissed off about his dad and he's, he's pissed not off at Christina before he speaks. Exactly. Clearly. Exactly. So no matter what, she's not going to get the conversation that she deserves about this particular thing. Yeah. I think that she, if, if it was me, he needs to just, avoid she needs to just avoid the conversation for now Mm -hmm. and then once george's dad is either out of surgery successfully or the 
or the mourning period after his death is done. <laughs> uh, either way, then you talk to him about it. But right now, it's not a productive conversation. And she should be able to put two and two together because he's been a dick to her like nonstop. Yeah. I think where she's coming from is she is like, I want to be there for him in this difficult time, but he won't let me. But if I tell him this, then he'll let me. Um, she's wrong yeah, for many clearly. reasons. Yeah. But um, I think that is her thought. My belief is that is her thought process. She's like, I'm going to tell him this. And even if we don't get back together, he'll at least like understand and he'll like, let me be his friend again. And he says, no, no. Nay, nay, I shan't. Yeah. But that is why I'm on Team George for this particular scene. Moment. Yeah. Um, but that's it. But that is it. Everything else, I'm I'm against George and everything else that he's done in this episode. I am on his <laughs> side for this. Ever done in life. But it's, all, well, yeah, most things with, uh, with George. <laughs> but I think it's just Callie not picking her moment right. So I, I can't yeah, blame I George for that. that yes. Um, okay. So... Uh, they are taking Janelle to surgery. That's the pregnant lady. And Miss Dickerson, the old lady, comes and apologizes to her. And Bailey's like, why don't you go back to your husband's room? And then she's like, well, he's also having surgery. Everyone's having surgery. And then she basically confesses that she knew he shouldn't have been driving, but he likes to drive. She doesn't so. just confess that she knew he was driving. <laughs> she says it's my fault. I gave him the keys. I handed yeah. it to him on a silver platter and said, drive me to the fucking fish farmer's market right now. <laughs> Come on, Larry. Let's go to the market. Drive your car so right through the windows. Wee. Yeah. I flew. Um, yeah. So good times. Um, I blame her for all those people that died. Uh, that's, she's not blameless, but she's not the only one to blame. Right. But then I do like that Bailey made it a point of like, Hey, like we're going to go talk to the police. Yeah, now, Let's okay? go talk to the police now. Thanks so much for being here. Um, Christina and Burke are scrubbing in. Um, this is one of those times where there's like, no speaking and no undercut music and the silence is so loud yeah and you can just like the tension is just like so much tension um and it just keeps getting more tense as the episode moves along um burke pulls the glass out of the patient and christina asks if she can do the stitches and he's like no go to the other side of the table and she's like i'm sorry like that's not and he's like Go away. And again, palpable tension. This is when we get a classic grays, like back and forth. A lot of things are going to happen at once. Uh, so they show us Han and Derek operating on the old man and he starts to have issues, uh, heart problems. And Han is like, I need extra hands. Go get Burke. And so Alex, no, sorry. Meredith runs in to go get Burke. Burke's surgery is going fine. Meredith comes in, asks Burke to come. He's like, okay. And Christina goes, oh, shall I come? And he's like, no. Okay. He's sending mixed signals. He asked her to be in this surgery, but he's being rude in this surgery. But he doesn't want her to come to the other surgery. She doesn't know what to do. She is operating on, like, she's acting the way they've been acting for this whole ordeal. And he is just being unclear with his um, needs. 
Uh, so she goes anyways. And he's like, get back in the fucking OR. And Meredith is like, what do you think? He can't operate without you. And then she figures out that he literally can't operate without her. So that's fun. And Christina's like, shut the fuck up. Literally, shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up. Uh, the pregnant woman is still on bypass, but her heart starts beating, which I guess that means they have to take her off. I don't really understand how bypass works since I'm not a doctor. Um, and Christina's like, well, we have to take him, take her off or she could stroke out. And then a nurse comes in and is like, oh, Burke said to say he's going to be longer. And Christina's like, well, how much longer? And she's like, I don't fucking know. He'll be here when he gets here. And then the nurse um, figures it out and goes, oh, wait, Burke can't do surgeries without you. He, oh, I'm suing. <laughs> I'm suing everybody. I want my money back. Um, And then in the other OR... Uh, Burke and Han have found the problem and they kind of are fixing it. He's stitching it up. Meredith is watching him super aggressively and Derek is noticing that Meredith is watching. Um, and then he sees Burke like do the like hand shaky stretch thing. And this is when he starts to put it together. Um, Christina says they need to take the girl off bypass. And she's like, we're going to have to do it without me, without him page somebody. And then he comes in and he's like, oh, let's take her off bypass. But he's still like fucking with his hand. Um, and everything is fine for one singular moment. And then her heart basically explodes on Christina. Uh, and that's why she's covered in blood from the beginning of the episode. Um, so she's panicking because um, Burke is still like shaking his hand and stretching it. Uh, and but she but they have to like figure out what to do. And she's like asking all these questions. Cause obviously time is important. It's her heart and it's like bleeding everywhere. Um, and Burke isn't telling her what to do. So she's just like making all these suggestions and she's like, sh or Burke gets really frustrated. Um, and he's like, we're putting her back on bypass. Christina's still trying to make all these suggestions. And he's like, this is a normal complication. I don't need you. And then Bailey comes in and he's like, scrub in. And Christina leaves. And this is what we get from the beginning of the episode where she's in the hallway covered in blood. So I would, I'd like to pause here. Okay. Because I didn't want you, you were on a roll and I didn't want to interrupt you. A couple of thoughts. Number one, I, I felt like the reason that Burke specifically asked for her to be on the surgery and then was a dick to her was because he needed to prove to her that he's fine and that his hand is fine. It's not. It, but it is. It's perfectly it's fine. We see we see no tremors. We see no tremors. So he is fine. So my prediction is true. <laughs> he is fine. Um, we don't know that for sure. I'm being facetious. But that that was my that was my thought process because you were like, well, yeah, he's sending mixed signals. I think that he wanted her in there, maybe as like maybe emotional support. But I don't. I think that he wanted to prove that that she doesn't. He he doesn't need her. Uh, and then he physically says that he doesn't need her. But um, I do also want to point out that Dr. Han was like, hey, it's pretty cool to work with you, Dr. Shepard. Like, you're a genius. Everyone talks about you. You're the one who saved Preston Burke. Blah, 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 blah. Um, those are just two things that I wanted to make sure I called out other than um, him saying, gather yourself, Dr. Yang. And I'm like, that's fucking oh, God. savage. Um, yeah. Like, what a fucking dick move thing to say. Um and then, yeah, D Meredith eyeing Burke uh, and his hands. It was it was definitely that's not the last time we hear about that. Uh, so <laughs> anyways, great, great summation of all those events that took place. And now we can take take it back to the slow, bloody walk uh, with Bailey now in surgery. 
a slow, bloody, bloody walk run um, down to the chief. Um, so after that, Burke knocks on the chief's door and is like, we need to talk. And he's like, and the chief says, yeah, we do. And then he, this is such a TV trope. He like turns around and sees that she's already in there. Like, oh, she's already told my secret. Um, so sounds like it's going to be fun in their relationship for a while. Um, so I think they break Chris- up. <laughs> Christina is, is in the hospital. Um, and she's like seeing through the walls because they're fucking glass. Who needs privacy? Uh, that Weber is yelling at Burke and Han walks by and she's like, you're really lucky to to be able to study under Burke. Like if your stupid, dumb, tiny intern brain can actually retain anything, you'll be a really great surgeon because he's a really great surgeon. And don't tell him I ever said this. He won't believe you anyways. Just a nice little moment that kind of like reinforces that Burke is super great. And like that could potentially be slipping away. So that's fun. Um, Alex asks Addison how their patient's doing. She, they kind of talk back and forth. And then she's like, you're a decent guy. I'd hate to see Sloan beat that out of you. Then there's a Yo, there's some sexual tension here. There's a look. And uh, I wrote chemistry. (laughs) Yo, I wrote, are Addison and Alex going to (laughs) fuck? Who knows? Can you just tell me right now, do do they fuck? Do they they, they have sex? I'm not going to tell you. I shan't spoil it. No spoilies, Carmen. That's the the slogan. If anyone wants to message me on Instagram directly. uh, (laughs) Do not tell this man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um. So, uh, yeah, Derek gets on the elevator with Burke. Look, a good elevator scene. And it's not even Derek and Meredith pissing me off. There's no Um, sexual, uh, sexual sexual harassment. There's just regular tension. Yeah. Well, maybe it's sexual. We don't know. There's, I'm sure Uh, there's a, what's it called? Um, when it's those fanfic, I'm sure there's a fan fiction. Oh, for sure. There's fanfic with these two. Where this scene causes them to, to fuck for the first time. (laughs) um so uh derek says uh he says something he's oh i would have helped if if you had told me and burke says i cannot it has been a long day and i just cannot which is something i say pretty regularly um and this is i love this um when derek keeps pushing and and Derek says, I thought you were my friend. And Burke says, well, I thought you were my surgeon. So good. I love it so much. Savage. And it just like brings back the moment um, in uh, the earlier episode when Derek was examining him to be able to clear him for surgery. And he's just like going on a rampage about how much he hates Mark. And he's not even paying attention when Burke is trying to tell him that something's wrong. However, Burke also is not trying that hard because he very easily could have said, yo, shut the fuck up. My hand is broken. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's a good scene. This is such a good Isaiah Washington episode. Um, Bailey is watching the old lady talk to the cop and she sees Christina walk by and she like leers at her because she's like figuring it all out as well. Richard is looking at the OR board, uh, reminiscing about his days as chief as they are numbered. And um, 10 minutes ago when he had a protege <laughs> to take over for him. <laughs> Not so much now. Remember back in the good um, old days when I had someone who was going to do this for me and I could walk away and see my wife again. Oh, wait. Um, 
Christina is sitting outside. Meredith and George comes out. George just keeps walking and doesn't even acknowledge that she exists. Meredith stops and sits with her. She's like, and Christina says, it was both of our ideas um, to, to rob the bank. Um, and Meredith tells her that she did the right thing. And Christina's like, well, that's fun because I can't go home. So is it really the right thing? Um, and Izzy goes home. George like tries to explain and tries to apologize kind of like he tries to explain first. She's like, he goes, you know what it's like because of Denny. And she's like, nope, mm -mm, you don't ever get to bring Denny up to me again, which is fair. Um, and then he apologizes and she's like, maybe wait a few days. Cause I'm not going to forgive you right now. Again, fair. As we have previously discussed, you're not owed forgiveness by the people you hurt. So but then she sits down and like eats spaghetti eats with him his, and eats I, his spaghetti. and I thought they were going to bone right then and there. Uh, really? Yeah. I had, I, yeah, I thought it was going to be like a hate sex kind of thing. You are the weirdest person. I just, I was getting <laughs> vibes. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what you should tell me either because it's just very, it's a strange obsession that you have. Um, it's, she's literally so mad at him right now, but it's fine. Gotta have that hate sex. Tell me that you've never been mad at anyone that you've had sex with, like raging mad at that person and still had sex. Tell me that's never you know happened. I never get mad at people. I am, I am nothing but a calm, rational rageless woman uh anyways <laughs> i've never heard anything more inaccurate in my entire life yeah that's fair <laughs> a rage a rageless woman you're raging <laughs> right now yeah i am pretty mad but only because i'm awake <laughs> and, and we're talking about derek yeah exactly um okay speaking of derek uh derek is mad at meredith for not telling him and she's like well, you're the fucking person who cleared him for surgery, so how could you not already know, you dumb piece of shit? You dumb piece of shit! <laughs> that is spot-on Meredith impression. Um, which is also a valid question, though, because she's like, bitch, don't fucking... How did you not already know? Like, you cleared him for surgery. This is not on me. This is on you. Like, you are literally part of the reason any of this happened. Um, and so... Uh, and then she's like, they're talking about Christina and Chris or Meredith says she was there when you weren't because, you know, she didn't lie to her about having a husband or a wife. Being yeah. Married. Yeah. Or live in an Airstream. Falsified. Christina never once lived in an Airstream. Yeah, exactly. She would never. But she does sometimes jog. Um, <laughs> without Meredith. Yeah. Without Meredith. <laughs> so then they kiss. Do they have sex? Unclear, but most likely, yes. They fucked. <laughs> F-U-K-T. Uh, they fucked. <laughs> nice. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, so then uh, Christina goes home. Burke's in the bedroom. She stops. They stare at each other. And then he walks towards her and closes the door in her face. Right on her fucking face. Rather than communicate, it's best to close doors in people's faces. And that's where the episode ends. Yes. So lots for you to predict now. All right. First, Lay it on me. I will what do you have want? a prediction about Burke and Christina. 
Yeah, they're done. Their they're, they're they're broken up. They're they're done. They will be broken okay. up within the next two episodes. Officially broken okay. up within the next two episodes. Uh, Burke's hand. It is fine. <laughs> it is fine. Um, perfect. I love that for him. So great that he would write put it down. It through this. Burke's hand. It is fine. Um, what is going to happen with Chief? He's going to delay his retirement. Um, you have already told me that you think George and Izzy are going to have sex. Yes, George and Izzy um, are going to have sex. Do you want to predict anything for Harold? Harold lives. Okay. Uh, what about George and Callie? George and Callie will get back together after George and Izzy have sex. But they okay. will get back together. You know what? No, no. I don't want that to happen. I'm manifesting my own predictions to be the truth. So George and Callie do not get back together. They're done. I think your last prediction on them was that they were going to like kiss and then, and then be like, you know what? We're not going to get back together, but they were going to kiss. Maybe there's a kiss. Maybe there's a, I forgive you kiss. I I will say, okay. Official prediction. There is (laughs) one singular, I forgive you kiss on the mouth. (laughs) <laughs> and then they never they never date again. And then she leaves the show. Okay. Um uh who else did I have? Oh, um Addison and Alex. Oh, they fuck. They <laughs> they have sex. Before the end of season six, they will have sex. I like the that you, the windows on these things are getting much longer than your initial windows. So you're giving <laughs> yourself so much time to be wrong. Well, I gave myself two episodes for uh, Christina and Burke to break up. So that's a small window. And then I gave I, yeah, I needed. Yeah, I think this this Addison and Alex thing, it's going to need some time to marinate. They need it. They need to see how good they are for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will say I wanted to mention, I believe when the hand thing came up last time and you made a prediction, you had said that everyone was going to find out in like four or five episodes. And you are, I don't think it was the exact right episode, but you are like within a one episode window on either side of the timeline. So well done. I'm going to give that a 90. Thank you. Grade. Thank You're you. so welcome. Um, and then um, I, I did mention that in the episode with, that I did without you. So I did give you credit already for that oh let me go listen to that real quick and make sure don't (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) don't do that carmen no (laughs) you'll break the podcast um so yeah i think that's all the predictions i have to ask you about well then let's rank this shit let's rank this bitch you go first uh i'm gonna give this a fellow point eight four point eight Nice. What I'm going to give it a 4.5. 4. 4. 4. Okay. Okay. I think it's just, I just get so mad at George. I don't like George in this episode. It's too much, too much. And I also don't like that. That one girl really is weird to me. The pregnant girl. I don't yeah, understand yeah. her. So for me, I, I watched this episode and also Jess's brother, Josh was here. So mm-hmm. it's funny because he was watching it and he was like saying things. He's like, why are you pausing? It? And I was like, oh, you just don't understand. This happened, this episode, this happened, this episode. And now it's all coming together and I'm pissed off about it. And uh, <laughs> I have to take a lot of notes. <laughs> I take a lot of notes. Um, but then I was actually, I was prepared to give this episode a five. I really enjoyed it. 
Uh, and then I went back and I watched the end of As We Know It, where the dude blows up, and then they have the the very slow shower scene, and the where is she? And Adele's like, that's not who he was talking about. Um, and that's a five star episode. That is a yeah. attending, and I just couldn't. I couldn't in good conscience give this a full five because no one exploded. Yeah. It does suck when no one explodes, I guess. What a ripoff. <sighs> um, so, yeah. Also, I will say, I think um, for me, what makes something a five is like the rewatchability. And I don't love rewatching this one because it's even knowing what happens. It's like too stressful for me. Um, like the tension is uncomfortable because I know a lot of the really like the ones that are that we've given fives to are also stressful, like in the medical way. But this is like the tense um, in all like the relationships. And it's just too much for me. I don't like the tension. I don't care for it. Um, but again, this episode for me specifically, Isaiah Washington is like the standout as far as acting in this episode. Um, he does some really great work and I just love it so much. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. I, I also, uh, if Leah, if you're listening out here and you're procrastinating at work again, um, I'm <laughs> curious what the trajectory of our episodes have been and what the average ranking for a Grey's episode has been both by Kelsey and by me. So, um, that's a bit of a tougher one because you have to go back <laughs> to the end of the episodes and there's one episode we forgot to do. So it's in the <laughs> middle of the other episode. Uh, <laughs> So, but if ever you're sitting at home and you're like, I, uh, you know, there's this baby inside of me and I just have things, I have, I have nothing to do. Um, give us our average ranking. I'm very curious. Um, I feel like it's going to sit around a, a mid, a mid 3.6, 3.7 range is my guess for both of us. I feel like it would be closer to a four. Yeah. Um, um, Cause we've any had other... not many low, low episodes. No, I think I can only remember one that I ranked add a two or sub two. Um, but are there any other, uh, things that you want to add for this episode before we wrap up for the 4am evening? I don't think so. Um, I think we covered it all. This is a big one. A lot of those in season three are pretty intense. We're still, again, we're still working schedule stuff out. Um, we're going to do our best to have these episodes out as much as we can with everything coming up as far as Carmen's work schedule and like, there's some traveling that's going to occur and some parenting that is going to occur. Um, so, uh, again, follow us at our Instagram at Grace Academy pod. Um, we'll post updates in the stories there. Um, if, if there's any going to be any change in schedule and then though, even if there's not a full episode, there will probably be a little like blurb episode like we did last week of just kind of updating everybody on what's going on and what our plans are moving forward. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want to reach out, you can follow us on Instagram. You can email us at grazeacademiespod at gmail.com. We love to hear from our friends. Um, we're seeing some more new listeners pop up around the globe. Very, very cool. Canada's really coming in hot. Love that. Um, Germany again, picking up speed. So hello. To my people in Germany. Guten Tag. Um, yes. <laughs> and what have you. Um, we appreciate listening. If you guys could take a minute to leave a um, review or a rating, either one of us really helps 
bump us up on the algorithm on Apple Music, Spotify, what have you. And it helps people like it helps us get suggested to other people. Um, and if you could share on your social medias or just send us to a friend who you think might enjoy us, we're coming up on the next episode or the next season of Real Time Grace starting. It starts October 6th. So that's super exciting. Season 19. Crazy. Will it be the last season? I don't fucking know anymore. It's wild out here. Um, so, uh, yeah, we just appreciate all the support. Um, and if you see Carmen walking down the street or driving down the road, just, just keep going. Just, just don't even stop. <laughs> don't, don't even, even acknowledge him. <laughs> Punch him in the face and run away. <laughs> That's how I'll know I've made it. If tomorrow no one from, uh, the podcast land interacts with me, I know that I'm famous now at that point. Um, because I've specifically told you all to not engage with me because I don't want you to spoil it. Just don't spoil it. Just don't do it. Um, we appreciate you all. Uh, please, uh, get on, uh, get in on that Patreon action. It definitely helps us, uh, create new content for you guys. Thank you all for the love and support. Uh, and we will see you all in the next one.